0: I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast, where you'll learn how to operate from a place of confidence and make better choices with men. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Big episode today. Say that every time, always mean it. The reason today is a big episode is that at the end I'm going to be telling you about my Love You Scholarship. Uh, If you are eager, don't feel like listening to what I'm about to share with you, go to Evanmarcats.com forward slash scholarship to learn more about it. I'll tell you at the end uh, before we get started, as always, I appreciated all the reviews from last week uh, since uh, I ethically bribed you to review this podcast. A lot of you came through. I'm grateful. If you want to take advantage of that bribe, it's still good. Give us a review on Apple or Spotify. Take a picture of it. Send it to support at evanmarkatz.com and we will send you a free copy of my Focus Coaching Moving On call, which we sell for $27 on my website. Uh, if you're struggling to let go of a previous guy, uh, the fantasy of a previous guy, uh, a guy that you're still seeing, but you know it's got not going anywhere. If you need to move on uh, definitely take this, uh, take advantage of this opportunity just by giving me two kind sentences, I'll send you a free hour long coaching call. It feels like a win-win. Today, I want to talk about sex. Uh, my kids are in the adjacent rooms. I don't know how much I could share without them hearing because they're home from school, but I think it's a chance I'm willing to take for your sake because I care about you. One of the biggest things that uh, plagues Virtually everybody, not right, normal people, is the fact that you will almost invariably have a different libido than your partner. I shouldn't say almost invariably. Sometimes that's the thing that brings two people together is their mutual attraction and their love of sex and their sexual adventurousness. And that becomes a core value in their relationship, one of the more important things. And indeed, I'm not minimizing sex. You know, they've they've studied marriage and they say, you know, one of the top five predictors of whether you have a happy marriage is whether you have a decent sex life whether you feel you have a decent sex life regardless of what other people think i don't think there's an a right way to be um, but i do think it's something that is worth discussing to learn how to navigate because people are really weird around talking around sex um we got a friend julie Furman, uh has been a matchmaker for 30 years and i remember her saying back when i met her you know, 15 20 years ago it's odd that people are more likely to have sex rather than talk about it, meaning we're more likely to hop into bed with a total stranger right, after a few drinks because he's attractive and it feels good than have a conversation about what this means. Uh, Are we headed towards a relationship? Have you been tested? Uh, does this mean anything? Is this casual? We don't talk about it. We just do it and we keep our fingers crossed that it was the right choice. So sex has always been a weird topic for people to talk about and I understand why. It's a different kind of intimacy. It's not just physical intimacy, it's emotional intimacy when you are talking about it. But in this context, we're talking about a relationship. All right? We're not just talking about casual sex, which is has its has its merits, With casual sex, you don't have to worry too much about your respective libidos because you might just be a weekly booty call. You might just be uh, a one night stand. It, it doesn't have to mean anything. But when you're in a relationship, libidos matter. And uh, as a, a man, a 51 year old man, as a dating coach who listens to women, I've heard every variation of this under the sun. I, I've talked to uh, women who were married at age 20 and 30 years later, their husband still wants to have sex every single night. It's astonishing to me, but apparently that's the way some guys roll. This guy wanted to have sex every single night for their entire 30 year marriage until they got divorced. But that's not the reason they got divorced, but that was very, very important to him. And I've talked to women who flip the whole thing around, say, I need to get it twice a day. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm 60 years old and I need a guy who could do that. I need a guy who could deliver like that. And I'm not here to judge anybody for what they feel they need. Just know when it comes to dating and relationships, it's already tricky, right? The more things we layer on to dating and relationships, the harder it is to find. We're looking, right and love you. We're looking for character, kindness, consistency, communication, commitment, right? To layer the exact same libido on top of that, it's a luxury. If you make it a necessity, well, your your, your needs list becomes longer and longer and longer. Right? It's not just how he treats you. It becomes height, weight, age, education, income, common interests, common politics, common religion, common, you know, and again, it, it just becomes impossible. So normally what happens in relationships is this is one of the things where two people may come together, not exactly be on the same page about it or it may evolve over time because people evolve over time. I'm going to be talking much more about change in Love You podcast episodes and I'm going to be talking to uh, uh, Brad uh, Stolberg, who wrote the book Masters of Change and I just that's my new Bible but this is one of the things that does change over time. I could share on a, a personal anecdote that the first year and a half my wife were seeing each other it was Every time we saw each other, that was that was that was what we did. Why? Because we lived separately. And so absence makes the heart grow fonder. And we're both in our 30s and didn't have the life that we have right now, which is waking up at seven in the morning and driving the kids to school and going to sleep at a reasonable hour during the week. The, coupled with the workday, coupled with being in the same bathroom, <laughs> brushing our teeth together and putting on the eye mask and the pillow fort that my wife spills. There's a whole bunch of reasons that intimacy changes over the years. And so I share that at the beginning of our relationship. We thought we were like a, every time we see each other couple. After we moved in together, got married, had kids, we became a once-a-week couple. Now you may hear that and be like, oh. Poor Evan, poor Evan's wife. We're cool with it. We made peace with it. It's something we look forward to. It's not like on the calendar, literally, but figuratively. We know that once a week, whether it's Friday or Saturday, that's our day. If it ever happens on top of that, and it does, that's a surprise. Hey, big week. We did it twice. But for the most part, we're a once a week couple and we're both okay with that. And what I discovered was that that actually gave us a better sex life than a lot of our friends who've been married for a long time. So our friends would make fun of us. Oh, you know, Evan, Bridget, you guys are a once a week couple. Well, what about you guys? And their story was invariably like, when we feel it like when we feel it like when we're, when we're not too busy when we're not too tired you know we 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 don't we don't make sure it happens every week where we make sure it happens every week they're like uh when it comes up and sometimes it only comes up once every 6 weeks right because of the demands of life and so Everyone makes fun of us or being a once a week couple. We have a better sex life than the people who are waiting for the mood to strike because we kind of schedule it. So this is old people's sex. This may sound really, really dispiriting to you, but I think it's important. There was an old uh, Woody Allen bit. I think it might've been in Annie Hall. They're going to their therapist and they're both complaining about their sex life. And she's like, he wants it all the time. It's like, you know, it's like twice a week. And he's like she never wants sex all she wants to do is twice a week and they're both looking at the same thing differently right for her twice a week is too much for him twice a week isn't enough and we can remove sex and gender from this and it it doesn't matter who it is the whole point is we have to have enough overlap in our venn diagram to have a successful relationship and that's overall when we're navigating our respective libidos which change with Having children, nurturing children lowers a man's testosterone. Being a good dad, all right? Change your kid's diaper lowers lower your testosterone, right? Fact of aging lowers your testosterone. Men's testosterone goes from like 200 to 1,000. I think my testosterone, you know, I, I think I might have grown ovaries over the years because my testosterone's gotten so low. Um, and I know people do stuff about it. They take testosterone, they do. Uh, aggressive sports to get that competitive thing up. And then women go through a change in life and their hormones are in flux and they might be better served with both estrogen and testosterone. Um, Remember, I talked to a lot of women of a certain age over the age of 50 who are facing this. And so I know I'm throwing a lot of things right now. It's because this is endlessly complex. The way to handle it is to communicate with your partner, not to sit silent about it and hope it changes this is how people end up in sexless marriages there was a show years ago called uh, tell me you love me it ran for one season on hbo i was dating my wife when it was out it was the most depressing show of all time right it was it was endlessly depressing and i remember very distinctly because i was dating my wife i had not yet been married and it it, it showed a couple with little kids who hadn't had sex for a year and both of us looked at each other like we don't want to become those people but that does happen 15% of couples last I recall are sexless couples who've lapsed into it accepted it right now are some of them masturbating to porn all the time or some of them cheating on each other I don't know what everybody does I do know that because this is so uncomfortable to talk about we often end up in less than satisfying situations I am satisfied With my love life, my wife is satisfied with our love life. But if one person thinks once a week is fine and the other person wants every day, right? Either they're going to have to find a a compromise point on that, right? Or they're going to have to talk differently about what is the person who wants it more going to do. Does this mean masturbation? Does this mean an open relationship, right? Or does this mean? Our relationship is actually untenable because this thing is so important that I can't get my needs met within the relationship. That's the thing with with, with sex. I never, as as much as I talk about diminishing the over reliance on chemistry, you can't have a, a successful marriage without having a, a successful sex life. Right? It's part of it. And this is one thing that you can get from your partner that you can't get anywhere else. And we need to acknowledge that as well. You can get intellectual stimulation from your Mensa group and you can go Golfing without your partner and you could uh, you know, go wine tasting uh, and leave your sober partner at home. Like, There's plenty of workarounds. Sex is not one of those things. So it is so valuable to be able to talk openly with your partner about your respective needs without any shame, without any judgment, no f- finger pointing. What do you need? What do you need? And now we're, we're just talking about frequency of libido. We haven't even talked about variety of sex and what happens within the sexual relationship um not my area of expertise i know some sex experts that i could refer you to but we're really just talking about frequency of sex so i'm going to tell you a story so I always have to cl- close with a story from my own marriage and this happened recently to the point that I, I i felt compelled to share it with you right now and it was after we had one of our patented parties and i had to drive a guest back to their hotel and this was going to be a there's going to be a sex night, We're, we're, we're drinking a little bit. I didn't want to have to drive someone back to the hotel. I wish they took an Uber, but hey, I'm going to be a good host. I'll drive you back to the hotel. So I figured in the half hour that it's going to take me to drive someone to the hotel and back. My wife will have gotten rid of the kids, gone upstairs, turned on the candles. This is what we were expecting. That's what I was expecting. That's where we left off when I was driving someone back to the hotel. Not what happened. Come back from my half hour sojourn. And this is this is sex night in the cat's household. Come back from my little half hour sojourn and go to the backyard. And all the guests are gone as they should be It's the end of the party. And my wife is sitting on the couch reading to our children in front of the fire pit. And I walk out there and the kids are so cute. Right, And they're throwing a blanket because it's getting a little cold and they're snuggled up next to mom. And in other circumstances, this is great family tableau. And they're like, dad, come, come join us We're mom's reading. And and I see like the, the color drain out of my face and I didn't yell and I didn't scream and I didn't berate and I didn't call names. Boy, was I disappointed that sex night got swapped out for reading to kids night without my knowledge. In the half hour that I was gone, we, we pivoted. So I just kind of with a very blank look in my face and said, hey, everybody, um, I appreciate your invitation. I'm not up for sitting by the fire pit reading books right now. I think I'm a little tired. I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. Now, my wife knew what that was. Kids didn't know what that was um, unless they're listening to this podcast. And I hope you're not kids. But My wife knew what that was. Evans pissed, and so I'm upstairs, and I'm, you know, I've already accepted the fact that it's not, not going to happen, and uh, I'm in bed, and I'm reading the Kindle, and I'm kind of steaming, but not going to turn it into a fight. Just going to say, hey, I'm going to take take the loss for today. Not every day is going to go the way you want it to. Let it go, and. Um, Try not to tell myself the story. What does this mean? Are do I say we're a good couple, but we're not really a couple? Do we lack intimacy? Are we? Am I, am I performing a role in the relationship that's that's not authentic? Um, does she not want it anymore? Like all the thoughts run through your head. She comes upstairs after putting the kids to bed, and comes next comes next to me in bed, looks me in the eye, and says, "I'm sorry." This is not about you at all. I'm sorry you couldn't see that or you weren't able to hear that when we were outside just now. Turns out I'm not feeling very well in my stomach. I realized that in cleaning up that I wasn't up for the sex. And so I decided to hang out with the kids. But this had nothing to do with you, our love life, nothing. It was I wasn't feeling well, I didn't I didn't tell you I wasn't feeling well, and you had to find out this way. So I'm sorry that that's the way it went down. And that was perfect. That was perfect. All right. Sure, I could have been disappointed. I didn't get laid that night. Who cares? All right. It was that we had the kind of relationship that despite that. All right despite my disappointment despite my leaping to conclusions despite my carrying on like a petulant child she came up told me what was going on told me exactly what i needed to hear which happened to be true we repaired it instantly and haven't missed a beat since which means we still have sex once a week we haven't missed a beat since so i shared that with you as hey i wasn't the hero in that story at all, all right this whole thing when we talk about navigating your different libidos is not a story about sex as much as it is a story about communication and if your communication is strong you can withstand the differences the i'm not up to it i'm feeling bloated i'm too tired not tonight honeys right and you could talk about how to get back on track and what happens now and plan into it and share openly so this doesn't have to be this simmering thing, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? We're never going to talk about it. And then months go by and you both burn with resentment, but you don't want to bring it up and you know how that goes. So I'm just so grateful to have a wife who in the act of saying no, told me exactly what I needed to hear to feel better about it. So it didn't impact anything downstream because the rest of our relationship is good and our libido is good and our sex is good and no one here in our household is complaining whether you'd complain about it is a completely different story so i hope that anecdote was somewhat valuable and you could focus on the communication aspect of sex as much as the sex aspect of sex i want to share with you before we go uh i'm doing something special i do it every year i have been doing it for Least uh, half a decade, I've been offering a Love You Masters scholarship. Uh, Love You Masters coaching is one of my highest levels of coaching. It is very, very transformative and personal. In Love You Masters coaching, you get uh, I write your online dating profile, I pay for professional photos for you, All right? We get three one on one private coaching sessions. You get access to my Tuesday night love you live call two hours of coaching every week in a community of women. You get access to our private Facebook group. You get access to our Wednesday night small group coaching calls where we get a whole bunch of personal attention because it's a really small group and everybody gets an opportunity to shine and go deep. And so what I'm offering you is potentially I don't know 50 hours of coaching, right? 60 hours of coaching over the next six months in Love You Masters coaching. Uh, This is something that I normally charge $24,000 for. I'm giving it to you for free. You got it, for free. But there's only one winner and you have to fill out an application and you have to make me a short video, uh, two minutes explaining why I should choose you for this scholarship. All you have to do to apply for the scholarship and maybe win the scholarship is go to evanmarcatz.com forward slash scholarship, right? Fill out the application, make the video, uh, and do this by uh, December 31st, because on December 31st, I will be choosing one winner of the Love You Master Scholarship. I've done this, as I said, for people in the past. Uh, I always really enjoy it because this is a luxury good, because most, uh, Smart, successful women um, are not always doing something about their love life, uh, and because it's important to not only coach smart, strong, successful women. I mean, that's the other honest—you know—the the other truth about this is that um, you know high-achieving clients are the ones who who pay my bills. But there's plenty of women who are listening to this who who, who listen to the aspirational part of smart, strong, successful women, but they're just regular middle-class women, working-class women who have a who are living paycheck to paycheck and listen to these channels and follow me on social and not at the advice but not in the position to get this kind of coaching, much, much less personal coaching like that. And so if that describes you, if you have been a long-time listener and have never applied to love you, but you'd like the opportunity to work with me, to hold your hand through this process, to produce better results so that by next summer, got yourself a boyfriend who makes you feel safe heard, and understood, go to evanmarcats.com forward slash scholarship and apply by December 31st. Uh, I look forward to seeing your video. I look forward to reading your application and I look forward to getting to know you better. My name is Evan Marcats. Thanks for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, click the subscribe button, ring the bell and choose all to get notified when new content comes out. If you're on Apple or Spotify, please leave a written review, which helps to amplify this podcast to other high achieving women who are ready for love. And if you want a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood, go to www.evanmarcats.com forward slash apply and watch my free video about how you could fix your broken man picker when you're done apply to love you to join other women in the coaching community where you'll gain confidence raise your standards for what you expect from men and get the relationship you deserve i'll see you there